This is the story of writing for November 13th, 2023. On this day in 1940, Walt Disney released the mostly animated musical movie Fantasia. It is hard to overstate the magnitude of this film's production. Disney wanted to create a vehicle reintroducing Mickey Mouse to the public. By the late 1930s, Mickey's popularity had peaked and fallen. So Disney dreamed up a short cartoon called The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And Mickey is just that. He grabs the sorcerer's wand in an attempt to help with cleaning the lair, and hijinks ensue. Producing just this animated short became too costly and would not be able to turn a profit on its own. So Disney decided to make it part of a full-length feature film. He recruited a few other animators, directors, and producers, and then convinced famed conductor Leopold Stokowski to orchestrate the film's music. At this point in Fantasia's production, it became huge. More than a thousand people worked on the film, which had more than 500 characters. Disney wanted a new sound system too, meaning a new way of recording and playback that could make it sound like the orchestra was playing live in theaters. Disney and RCA created Fantasound, which has most of the features of top-end audio playback today, multi-channel surround sound with overdubbing and noise reduction. When the film hit the silver screen, it was several orders of magnitude grander than any animated movie before it, and even critics called it a masterpiece. The premiere on this day was screened in New York at the Broadway Theater. Disney screened other showings across the country, but only in about a dozen select theaters that sold tickets at very high prices. The opening in Los Angeles drew 5,000 of the glitteriest glitterati. For all that, the release of Fantasia in 1940 and 41 didn't even cover the cost of the movie's production, partly because World War II prevented showing the film in Europe. So Disney agreed to allow a standard nationwide distribution of the movie. At first, distributor RKO refused, calling it, quote, a long hair musical. RKO wanted to chop Fantasia from its two-hour runtime to a more audience-friendly hour and 20 minutes, with a soundtrack in mono, not stereo. The movie broke even in 1969. Fantasia is now the 23rd highest grossing film of all time in the U.S. And it was on this day in 1956 that the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that Alabama's racist segregation of buses was illegal. It put an end to the Montgomery bus boycott, which began nearly a year before when Rosa Parks refused to move from her seat near the front of a city bus and sit in the back. Please note this next item describes a war crime that included extreme violence and sexual assault. On November 13, 1969, Seymour Hersh broke the story of the My Lai Massacre. U.S. soldiers serving in Vietnam murdered more than 350 unarmed civilians in South Vietnam. Some women and girls were raped before they were killed. It is the largest publicized massacre of civilians by U.S. forces in the 20th century. Of the 26 soldiers charged, only one was convicted. He was sentenced to life in prison, but that was commuted by President Richard Nixon shortly after the soldiers' sentencing. The reporter Seymour Hirsch began uncovering the story after getting a tip from a writer at the Village Voice newspaper. Hirsch tried to get the story in Life and Look magazines, but both refused. The story eventually ran in more than 30 newspapers across the U.S. Other reporters began investigating and found several forms of documentation of the massacre, including pictures taken by a U.S. Army photographer. 
And it was on this day in 1982 that thousands of U.S. Vietnam War veterans marched to the site of the just-installed Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. It is one of the most somber places in the nation's capital. It is the birthday of the man who wrote, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. Scottish writer Robert Louis Stevenson was born on this day in 1850. He is best known for The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, A Child's Garden of Verses, and Treasure Island. Today's reading is from Stevenson's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, published in 1886. With every day, and from both sides of my intelligence, the moral and the intellectual, I thus drew steadily nearer to the truth, by whose partial discovery I have been doomed to such a dreadful shipwreck, that man is not truly one, but truly two. And that is the story of writing for November 13th. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.